Three dudes, one movie, 20 years. It's time to go back to the show. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Get away from her, you bitch. Boy, that escalated quickly. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And here are your hosts, Danny Widener. I just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. Jonas Stolpe. Come in with the mail. Come in with the mail. Come in with the mail. And Robert Peck. Come on, yeah! Oh, guys. Guys, guys, guys. Hello, everybody. I just... I thought of a what? new intro when What's it says uh, with your host, Danny Widener, and then it says, and Yona Stolpe, I'm just going to keep adding my name all three times. <laughs> Danny, <laughs> Widener, right? Danny Widener and Danny Widener. Danny Widener. <laughs> Robert, I need a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <fuck that. laughs> Uh, welcome everybody to another episode of Back to the Show, episode number six hundred and forty. I don't know how many we've done at this point. It's not that many. <laughs> it feels uh, like a prison sentence right now. <laughs> feels like episode a thousand. You guys are unbearable. Um, no, uh, welcome to Back to the Show. Uh, I'm Jonas. Robert's here. Danny's here. You guys know us. Also, hopefully, you listen to the intro. Although, if you're like me, you skip that shit after you've listened to a podcast one time. Uh, anyways, here we are, guys. How are you guys doing? What? Is that true? <laughs> People skip the intro. Yeah, I do good. Yeah, that's fine. Let's move on. Every time I skip the intro, now, I podcast. Robert needs to go. <laughs> okay, Robert, what's up? How you guys doing? Let me know what's going on, guys. Uh, we're, um, you know, we're still a little in the COVID times, but things are looking a little better. How are you guys feeling? Oh, good. I got my first uh, dose. That's nice. cool. I don't qualify. Oh, really? <laughs> Why is yeah, that? I'm older than oh, you. You've already had and it. fucking unhealthy. <laughs> no, I don't know. I haven't even tried to be honest. Uh, I don't even know what, what to do at this point. <laughs> yeah. You already had. You already had the thing, right? Didn't you already have the thing? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't mean I'm like immune for the rest of my life. Right. I could still die tomorrow. Oh. Probably. <laughs> well, not that. <laughs> <great>. <laughs> All right, guys, this week, I'm going to move us along. This week, we are doing the 1990 classic, Darkman, uh, which is a movie that um, I think we were all pretty excited to watch, right? I had not, I didn't have much feeling about it. You guys mentioned it, and I said, oh, cool, yeah, I'm down. Well, let's get into it. I, I remembered it as a real, serious action movie, and I remember liking it and thinking it was pretty cool. When, how old do you think you were when you saw it? I mean, I was probably, probably like 10 or something, right? Around in the, when did it come out? It came out in 1990. So you, we probably watched, I didn't see it. I didn't, yeah, I didn't see it in the theater. So I think probably no, I watched, I watched it on VHS I, I when it. I was like, I don't know, 10 or something, 12 yeah. or 13 or something, probably. I was shocked when I realized what this movie <laughs> is, actually. <laughs> you know? Why? Why? I remember like basically my my memory was he's sort of a superhero. He got burned and then he 
was like powerful or something. I didn't really even remember much else. Like that, I remember he was bandaged up. I remember that who I thought was Uncle Otho um, was in it, but it's just the other, the bad guy. That's and that was like all. That's like all I remember. That from Beetlejuice. Otho? Yeah. <laughs> um, and from wait, what was he in? What was he in that we did the thing on where he was just Otho again? What was that? Was that? Oh yeah, Demolition Man. Oh, Demolition Man. That's right. Demolition Man. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Shared universe with the Beetlejuice movie, apparently. But I so I watched this, you know, as it's as if it was a serious action movie for the first probably forty minutes, and I was like. <laughs> Holy shit, you know? Okay, uh, Danny, what did you remember about... Like, when did you watch it? When did you first see it? And then, I don't know, maybe, like, when did you watch it last? What did you remember about it? How did you remember the movie? Uh, I remembered it having kind of, like, all the elements that a kid could ever want. You know, like, superhero-ish and and horror and action, like, all blended together and just fucking batshit crazy, you know? Just all over the place. I especially remember the... Uh, take the fucking elephant. <laughs> that, that's my favorite part. Um, yeah, but then I also remember being completely terrified by his face. Like, I haven't seen this movie in a long time because I was so scared of, of the makeup of his face. Because you could see his molars, for God's sakes. You could see what he had for lunch yeah. in his teeth. <laughs> it is pretty intense. It's pretty intense shit, that makeup stuff. Yeah, and that kind of uh, that stayed with me for a long time, I think. So... It was fun uh, revisiting it again. Yeah, I think I remember it more like Danny does than Robert. Although I call, I might fall a little bit in. So I definitely remember it being awesome, and I remember it having great action, and I remember it being like a superhero movie that I thought was cool. I remembered the fucking elephant bit, and I specifically remember that business with the fingers, the yoink, yeah. that business. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. And I remembered the bubbly face, although I didn't really remember in what in what like context but i definitely remember there was bubbly face and then i remember the business i remember like a helicopter thing at the end with a guy hanging off the back so i kind of remembered some decent beats and the roughly the idea of the movie i remembered it being fun but i did not remember being as like goofball zany cartoony as this was and mm-hmm. yeah we can get into it but like let's just say that i didn't ex- i wasn't exactly on board from the start so why don't we <laughs> should we start we'll start the movie begins with this sort of prologue thing on the docks, uh, and we meet Durant and his gang of bad guys. And uh, like I was saying, uh, really for the most of this prologue, I was like not – I didn't know what – I was a little sure this movie might have sucked. I was like, oh, boy. We might have gotten ourselves – you know, gotten ourselves into like, <laughs> yeah, this, is another, this is another Street Fighter situation. Like, let me – let me open up some apps on my phone that I can watch and scroll through while this movie happens. Um, <laughs> I, I was definitely that that same space where I was like, "Oh my god, this is like that whole set." There's big spools that people are standing on and like wobbly, and like all uh, like unsure. <laughs> it's like, what is happening here? It fell apart for me right off the bat when Mr. Nunchucks walked out of the house. Everyone's got giant ass guns and he's got nunchucks. And he's not even he's not even dressed like a thug. He he looks like a guy who works at like a hardware store who then also <laughs> happens to be walking with them and brought nunchucks with him. 
and then, so I was like, yeah. And then there's like so many bad guys, but they're all kind of silly looking. And the main bad guy is, you know, overdoing it. It feels, it feels overdone right from the beginning. And I'm like, Oh Jesus. But then yeah. obviously machine gun leg happens. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then at the end when he's jumping, <laughs> then I was like, this is hilarious. I get it. I think I might be on board with this now. Or at least I got it. I was still a little like, Mah. but I was definitely like, okay, I see what's happening. Uh, it's not what I thought it was, which was a nice surprise. So I still, at this point, the hopping, I still thought that this was taking itself seriously. And I was still pretty blown away. I was like, this is garbage. Oh my God. <laughs> it's goofy. And like, oh my God, and, so and, goofy. And I was not in the mindset to even think that this was trying to be goofy and have a giggle out of it, right? So I was <laughs> so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm I saying, like... I, oh, go ahead, Danny. Go ahead. No, I'm sitting there watching like a guy with a machine gun leg kill 30 men that all have machine guns themselves <laughs> all by himself. He took out an entire army of men with just one machine gun leg. And I'm, I'm and then, the, and then the only time the other, the bad guys fight back is when the, the main bad guy, I forget his name. Uh, he screams, take him down. But it was like, like after all his men had already died. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're the it's worst like, leader of all time. <laughs> it's like the machine gun leg comes out. And he starts shooting at everybody, and then, well, yeah, four seconds later, the bad guy's like, "What? Uh oh, these guys not might might not be here with good intentions." Uh, <laughs> everybody jump into action, but they're all dead by then, so it doesn't matter. And then the cars like come screaming out of the the, the crates. crates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. To no seems, effect. Seems unnecessary. Just have the cars there, like <laughs> <laughs> that. That have the that cars whole... there and running. Yeah, like why <laughs> why peekaboo cars? Like <laughs> <laughs> the whole that whole like cars like coming tear assing out of like storage containers and like boxes. Every time that it's a big thing, I feel like in the nineties and movies. Every time it happens, I think to myself, I'm like, how could they possibly get enough speed going? <laughs> That's true. Oh yeah, you're right. Just, just slowly push yeah. through. Yeah, at, at best. <laughs> Like lackluster, just just slowly crunching through the side of the box. <laughs> There's a guy One pushing guy. from behind. Yeah. <laughs> just bounce on the bumper. Give it some traction. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, so that all happens, and then and then Durant does the thing with the finger chopping, which I also thought, which I actually thought was a pretty, it was a pretty good line. That whole like. My third yes. point is I've got seven yeah. more points. That yeah. Good, that yeah. was, that was intense, man. That like that, that finger snipping was yikes. I know, although overall the guy whose hand it was happening to was like handling it, I thought, pretty well. He was oh, like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Ooh, please don't do it again. Oh again. Oh again. <laughs> It was like it was like he was just getting like you know minorly inconvenienced or something (laughs) until until he then said I have seven more points. Then he lost his shit. Yeah. (gasps) 
And then, and then we roll into the credits. And at this point I was like, I think for me too. And I had, I didn't really think a lot about this, but when those opening credits come, I was like, Oh, this movie is like basically Batman. Well, like I was like, they're, they basically, it's the same score pretty much. It's the same like crazy open. Like I was like, Oh, this, this movie I remember now came out like a year after Batman came out. So it's oh, obviously, yeah. it's obviously, it. oh my God, in everything, like it's Danny Elfman again, basically just like tape recording his Batman score and changing like two or three things in it. Yeah. So anyways, then the movie starts, we meet uh, Peyton in his lab and we meet his assistant and we see all the sort of work he's doing with the skin stuff. My only big note during all this, and I think this is a good thing, is I was like, this movie moves. Like yeah. within the first eight, like the first thir- 90 seconds of meeting Peyton, we like know what he's working on. We know what he's doing. We know it doesn't work. We know he's struggling to make it work. Like the it's, I just, it was like, I was like, yes, 90 minute movie fucking barreling ahead. It made me be nostalgic for the days of 90 minute movies because I feel like mm-hmm. every movie now is like two and a half hours long and hardly any of them need to be that long. So I was yeah. like, this is great. This fucking thing is cooking. Like, we're getting it all done right in the first few minutes. Yeah, because, like, then you see, like, him and Julie, his girlfriend, on the couch, right? And it's like, they're watching old videos. It's really quick. And then she's like, hey, I kind of want to have sex. He's like, all right. Then you see him just, like, taking the clothes off in front of the projector. And that was it. That was a sex scene, you know what I mean? It wasn't, like, super long and drawn out. So you're right. It does, does move along. So you get to know him and his relationship and what he's about, like, right off the bat. Right up, yeah, and then by the next by the next morning, she's like got the memo. He puts the coffee on the memo. She's got the thing talking about the work. Then she's out the door. Like you, it that you get there. They're really good together. Like it's a night you get like their relationship quickly. He asked her to marry him. She takes off. All that happens so quickly, but it does all feel earned. It doesn't feel like like it all lands. Rushed. Like oh yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. doesn't it feel rushed. rushed. It feels like they're just hitting the moments in the best in the best way. And I thought the two of them were great. What about this fucking coffee cup scenario? <laughs> like, I, mean, I understand that it was necessary, right? Because then you can track this memo. However, fucking dick, bro. Like, let the woman work. Like, she's trying to cram for, like, a big meeting or something, right? And he comes over and not just, like, bugs her while she's trying to get shit done – but sets a fucking dripping coffee cup on the document she's reviewing. It's like, <laughs> dickhead, step away. He's about to propose to her. He's hella nervous. He doesn't know where he's at. Uh, okay, okay. You know, he's is he about that. Is he about to propose to her, or does it come? <laughs> does he think? Was a very does it just? Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Or does it literally come up? Like, does he think about it on the ninety-second walk from the apartment to the taxi? Yeah, I would. I would uh, argue. He, he didn't think about walk. it until the taxi pulled up. <laughs> right. Right. Are you saying if you were a woman, you wouldn't be impressed as a man got down onto his knees as you were getting into a cab while he was in his jam jams? Right. <laughs> while you're stressed right. and rushing to a big meeting. And you're like, fuck, dude, I can't deal with this right now. Like, come on. I got to deal. Heartbroken. Like, she doesn't love me. It's like, no, bro, you just did it wrong. (laughs) I know. He also like, he goes like, it isn't even like, will you marry me? He starts with like, hey, so uh, I've been thinking maybe like, 
I don't know. It's a fucking wild thought. Uh, but maybe the maybe married. I you know or not or whatever. I guess I'm not really that committed one way or the other. But if you feel like it, sure is loud out here. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, when I saw that coffee ring on your paper, it made me think ring, and then I thought, what has rings? And I thought fingers and you have fingers and i have fingers <laughs> so maybe maybe we should do that let, let me, just just hear me out let me throw this out here and we'll see if it sticks come on so by that time uh, she's already pulled away he's still yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah okay so then right so she's like let me think about it and she pulls away and he goes all like womp womp and he's all sad <laughs> And then, uh, and then we get to Julie. I think that's when we meet. That's when Julie and we meet her boss, whose name I don't remember. Strack. What's his name? Crack. Strack. 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 Okay, okay, so we meet Strack, and he brings. She brings up the memorandum, and then he like is like, yeah, yeah, it's a memorandum about a bunch of illegal shit I do, but like, no worries. Try not, you know, we're gonna build a big city, and then we're gonna build this big city, and then I thought Ugh. to myself, and I want, I would like. Isn't the um, waterfront future city project model like in all, so many movies in like around yeah. in the nineties? I feel like yeah, uh-huh. it's such a standard bad guy. Look at this, the future, and then draw back some big fucking see-through plastic model of a, yeah. some kind of future. <laughs> Dude, city that was like that was like big enough for like a half here. square block. That was such a small model. <laughs> it was not a big model. It's We're right. creating dozens of jobs, Julie. A half acre of oddly shaped buildings. <laughs> dozens of jobs. I mean, I guess ten if you count your job and my job, which will continue to have. So ten other. Well, my assistant also nine other jobs. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so all that happens, and then that we find out obviously this piece of paper, which anybody could have thrown out at any point in the movie, uh, <laughs> is a thing that uh, they they need, and then uh, Peyton's lab gets attacked. And let's talk about that scene because I really liked it. Okay, I got a question about this lab. The lab is the apartment also. Is it above the oh. coffee shop? Everything is there, right? Oh shit, I hadn't even thought about that. So I think like, you know, half of that space above the coffee shop is the lab and the other half is their apartment. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Cuz she's like coming yes. home and then it blows up, right? I mean, yeah. I yeah. guess she's coming home okay. and it blows up. Yeah, the lab's up there. Which means where's Julie been living all this time after Peyton got blown up? At well, Strax. She's been yeah. helping on Strax. Oh, oh, you got So wait, yeah, were they like together? Yeah. Yeah. They're an item. Yeah. Huh. You just saw them dance that one time. I didn't realize well, that. That's, that's all it took, buddy. She fucking moved in. She was living with him is what you guys are saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They took pictures on the beach. Wow. So, like, boy, that reframes that reframes the whole thing with her and him for me. Huh. Yeah. Right. I think that pretty quickly kind of started up. You guys realize that Julie set him up, don't you? Wait, what? Are you saying Julie set up Peyton? Oh, 100%, bro. Dude, that scene... (laughs) That scene... Okay, look look at this. That scene at Strax's office, right? 
he's telling her that give me the the memo and she's like oh, i can't do that and he goes okay well if you don't there's this guy named durant have you heard of him and she right. gets like this real serious face right she's scared and so he he threatens her pretty much he's like you know he'll he'll do something to you and the camera zooms in on her face and she looks scared right then you cut to the the lab with liam neeson and taquito taquito I don't know. Yeah, his, his, his lab assistant. I don't, I don't okay. know his name. Yeah, and they're doing their thing. And then all of a sudden, Durant breaks in. Durant had no idea where to go, but he goes into the lab. And then not only that, but the memo is suddenly on the lab desk. Why yeah, the fuck right. would the memo be there? Oh, she set no. his ass up because she was scared of the threat that Strack was presenting to her. Boom. Oh. She's a bitch. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> Oh, wow. I do not think of that. But when you lay it out like that, the plot holes in the film do seem to point to that direction. Yeah. And then then later on, she's she's humping on him? Like, come on. This is what she wanted from the (laughs) 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 gang. She's tired of living in that apartment upstairs. (laughs) She's like, I can need a TV. I cannot be sitting around here looking at slide projectors. Yeah. For fuck's sake! All day long, I got the nineties. We're watching sloppy <laughs> shows on Friday night. Friends is on, asshole. What are you doing? <laughs> it's freaking must see TV. <laughs> They're eating Balkier on. Come on. <laughs> okay, well, listen. That reframes a lot of that Larry character for me. But... Oh, Larry and Balky, guys. Oh my god. I want to watch oh, Strangers oh, now. We should Sorry. revisit a TV show. Yeah, we, should, we could like we should spin off a few special episodes where we revisit some TV shows. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that, would be that would be great. That'd be fun. <clears throat> uh, okay, so so right, so we're at the lab now. I did not think about that, Danny, but I I guess now the plot wise, it does make more sense than why. Because I did wonder. I'm like, why does Durant even go after Peyton, and why is that fucking memo? In like just laying around like with other papers on his desk, it's not relevant to his well, work at all. It makes it makes no sense that the memo is in the lab. However, the lab and the apartment are the same building, so oh, theoretically, yeah, okay. they just went to her apartment and then heard you know noise in the lab, saw lights on, and went, "Well, let's go fuck with these people and get the memo." So, but, okay, wait, so this, so this, so this, sorry, go ahead, Robert, finish, because now I have, God, so many questions. Now. Well, no, I mean, but I was just going to say, but there's still no reason the memo should have been in the lab. So mm-hmm. something, you're right. I mean, something's fishy here. Mm-hmm. Also, like, we don't ever see Streck, like, Streck doesn't know Peyton, and he doesn't, or we, there's no indication that he does. So, like, the idea that yeah. uh, Durant would go after Peyton is kind of like, how does Durant even know who Peyton is or how Peyton is connected to? And also, if the whole idea was to kill Julie to get the memo, Streck was like cool with it afterwards because like, oh, I guess he assumed. No, he knew the memo was still a thing. Like, I guess I don't understand why Streck sent Durant to get Peyton or if he sent him to get Julie. Why would he send her, her him to get Julie? He never walked in and said, where's Julie? He said, where's the fucking memo? Like, he knew it was there. Right. Right. And, like, Streck, if I'm Streck, if Streck, if I'm Streck and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't believe Julie about this memo business. I better get rid of Julie because she knows the shit now. And I'm like, Durant, go to Julie's house, kill her, get the memo. 
Durant goes there, he finds Peyton instead, all that goes on. If I'm Strack, the next day, I would be like, hey, Julie is still fucking alive. Like, she knows the thing. I need to kill her. Who cares whether, like, her boyfriend blew up? That motherfucker didn't know anything about it anyways. I've got the memo. i got to kill Julie. But he never does that. Because <laughs> they're in love. Yeah. Huh. All right. But he's... He's yeah. that guy threw his wife out of an airplane over the po- over the mountains. We find out the later. Smokies. The <laughs> Smokies. <laughs> That's right. So she knew too much. Out. I like the uh, I like the fact that when they break in, <laughs> and Peyton's looking around at all the bad guys that you know in, are in his lab all of a sudden, instead of bringing like guns for everyone, <laughs> uh, one of the guys takes off the guy's leg again and uses it as a weapon. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he, right. doesn't, he doesn't bring his own gun. <laughs> he takes off the guy's leg again for no reason. That guy is so sick of it. He's like, guys, yeah. look, I understand. Yes, I do have a machine gun leg. But for the fuck's sake, like, just bring a gun. We know what we're going here to do. <laughs> I'm tired of hopping. My yeah. left leg is sore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that guy's one leg must be huge. That just that one leg, <laughs> so strong. He does. He makes like a little hop, I think, too, in that shot when they go yeah, back to him. Totally he does. does another. God, that that hop is so funny. It's a, the best joke in the whole movie. I feel like it's so good. Any more? Any more notes on the the horrific torture scene? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love when uh, the apartment blows up that you get to see him screaming on fire, flying out of the explosion. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that was good. I love I also, that. when they had the bag over the assistant's head, and then he said, "Ventilate him." That was <laughs> I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> I, I do feel like I feel like they should have put a cover on the the vat of boiling acid. Yeah, I mean, what that, was that like? That is I think I put. What I, my, he was dipped in a vat of science. Like it was just, it was just this, this random, this random boiling vat of shit that was like, what is happening there? But okay, I mean, did it burn him? Was it was it toxic? I, what was it? I don't know. I think it was like acid, right? Like it was melting him, right? Not not like fire, like not boil. I don't know. I don't know. Like warm lemonade. <laughs> he was. It did seem like he was getting his face was getting fucked up by being in it. I felt like yes, but not but not like from the heat. I think the acid was like the melting. acid was but, melting him, and then yeah, and then his really hand know. and then his hands got burned because of like electricity. Yes, on the sides of the thing. Boy, yeah. I mean, so he got like electrocuted and then acided and then exploded and then yeah. thrown eight city blocks into the water. Mm-hmm. Boy, yeah. Great scene. So all that stuff happens yeah. to him. Great scene. Love it. Good stuff. And then, uh, then what? What happens? Then oh, then, well, basically, then she we get the funeral, and then <laughs> which that okay? That's when I. That's when it really hit. That okay? This has to be goofing on itself right because the freaking grave digger is for some reason (laughs) i guess i guess at first the the cut the fade weird fade which was kind of cool from her standing like looking at the explosion right and then it like the background changes and then she's in her funeral attire and and she's at the grave and then cut to like 
or you know, pan over limo driver and the grave digger, like shooting the shit or something. <laughs> right. And, and he right. was like, he was like, I only found uh what was it? They only found one ear. It was quick and easy to bury or something like that. I mean, obviously that wasn't exactly verbatim, but it was just like, what the fuck was that choice? Okay, <laughs> okay, hold on. This can't be real. Like, this can't be serious, right? And then I and then I realized, oh right, it's Sam Raimi. This is like a, you know, Evil Dead, uh, Army of Darkness vibe. And then I was starting to really click, you know, like get into it. I have a question about that funeral stuff. Does, can you imagine that gravedigger guy digging a hole for just the ear? That's yeah, exactly that, what I wrote. Is that how that Six works? Feet. Like, yeah, he's got to dig an, does he have to dig an entire coffin size hole and then go like, boop? And like <laughs> gently place the ear on the bottom, and then he's like, "Oh, here we fill that motherfucker up. That's a lot of work." <laughs> or can he go out there with like a fucking gardening trowel, like he's the That's right, yeah. plant, yes. like a chrysanthemum, and just be like, "Oh, dig, <laughs> boop, boop," and then just give it a little pat and be like, yeah. "That's lunch, boys. Like, let's go." <laughs> <A little> bit, <laughs> like he just kicks some dirt over and calls it a day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right, exactly. Uh, but yes, uh, the movie is officially into bonkers territory. I think. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then, okay, and then from there, does it cut to the hospital? Yeah. Well, pretty much. <laughs> and, and if you were wondering whether the movie is bonkers or not, that hospital scene oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, my favorite part about it is that nurse give the doctor giving like the rundown of what they're doing oh. to him. And I'm like, this seems wildly unethical. Like yeah. fucking stabbing him in front of the students so they can laugh about how they shut down all nervous system in his body. That also doesn't seem like a good procedure. Like right. how is it going to help him? It, yeah. It's not also- pain anymore. Andy strong. <laughs> and yeah. and everyone needs to be rotating on these uh, yeah. rotating things. Like, hey, by the way, like, yeah. I have I have a tip. I have a tip for her. If you're doing a procedure that is going to turn a man into an emotional roller coaster, like uh, <laughs> like it's going to heighten his emotional state. Do not spin him 24 hours a day upside <laughs> down. Like keep him calm. That's not how, calming him down. How long was he? How long was he spinning on that thing? I mean, he's been was spinning this just there. The next day or was it weeks? Was it? No, he's been there for a long time. He's been yeah, spinning right? on that thing for quite some time. I mean, maybe maybe a month, dude. And they didn't report him to the police. <laughs> like the police have no idea that this man was pulled out of the water. Like they they couldn't put oh, two, two and two together. Like if, no, if right? you pull a guy out, out of the water next to his own burning building, <laughs> you should probably figure out who it is. Hey, uh, so this chemical explosion happened 10 feet from this man who we don't know who is, who seems chemically burned all over his body. Connection? I don't think so. Forget no, it. John oh, Doe. Hey, John Doe. Besides, we already recovered the body. It's this ear. So clearly, <laughs> case closed. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> and then 
Julie, this is how I know Julie fucking set it up because she's talking about her son, right? I love it. You keep coming back to this Julie. I'm so mad at her. I'm so mad at her because the movie tried to play it like she had nothing to do with it, but it's not true. So she's talking to somebody about the the explosion and she's trying to play it off like um, that was an accident. I'm like, are you kidding me? The police didn't go into the lab and find Takedo, whatever his name is, with a bullet hole in his head. Like, you know, it wasn't an accident. It was a fucking murder. You know what I mean? Like, God, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! She's a, she's a fucking Dateline episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I really. And what's the I, buzzard scale? What's the buzzard yeah, scale? Yeah, I know, but I don't know. But he got nine out of ten on it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that he's gonna die and the buzzards are gonna I eat think him? Probably right. Like he's about to be buzzard food. Those doctors are fucked up. Yeah, uh, just just freaking loose and like, I yeah, mean, she's no like, professional. No, she's like, he doesn't feel anything anymore. Watch this. Fully stabbed with a needle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's how you're supposed to do it. She's like, I could do like, this all day. Okay, so wait, so. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I got more, man. Like this hospital scene really got to me. Um, I did some research. Apparently, if you sever the spinothalamic, which is what they did, if you sever that, you get paralyzed. (laughs) You can't you can't do any of the things that she was talking about. Right. You you, you don't feel pain, but it's because you're paralyzed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, Danny, wait, Danny. um, Hang on. Hang on. Sorry. I just want to get something clear. Are you yes. saying that that medical procedure does not turn people <laughs> into superheroes? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. I've already scheduled one of those appointments for myself because <laughs> I want to get superpowers. So. I'm, I'm getting snipped. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead, David. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to – like I wrote this down. I wanted to get this right, her, her speech of how things work. So this is what I got, right? So – uh, you sever the nerve to the brain to prevent pain. And because the mind grows hungry for input, it amplifies the, rep- the rest of your emotions so that you're perpetually sad and lonely. Also, you have surges of adrenaline, and that makes you super strong. So that's what's happening. <laughs> Is that God? Oh, yeah, all. perfectly plausible. <laughs> okay, good. And then, and then I feel like, I feel like, I don't remember this, but like, what sets him off again? Like, why does he break out of the thing? And does he wake well, he up, or up? Does he? He just wakes up. He, he just wakes up. Okay. okay. And then surge of adrenaline, and superhero is born. And why would they put him in nylon straps if he has super strength? It feels like what they're doing is fairly reckless behavior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like. I also am not sure about that hospitals can just when a John Doe is recovered, they're just like, cool. Is he dead? No, no, he's fully alive. Oh yeah. Uh, bring him to our experimental wing where we'll just do a bunch yeah. of crazy shit. To him. <laughs> like it's yeah. And this like is definitely not above board. This, this whole hospital scenario. No, that place is definitely like an urgent care in the Valley or something like that. Dude, for what happened when he broke out, they had their own code. It's a code blue. There's a disturbance in the burn unit. 
And then not only that, but like it happened so frequently that like forty like nurses and doctors all rushed down on the ho- down the hospital corridor <laughs> and entered his room at the same time. Wait, <laughs> they they are making maniacs there. Okay, they are <laughs> constantly having someone break so, out who goes off and kills people later. So there's several dark men. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, those oh, guys are God. all over. Those guys are all over oh, the fucking city. <laughs> Although they don't have they don't have his face technology though. There's so a dark just, man and a light man too. There's a day man <laughs> and a night day man. man. <laughs> there's yeah. There's just a, yeah. There's just a bunch of like there's just a bunch of like rage machines running around the yeah. city <laughs> with nowhere to funnel their fucking anger and their massive surges of adrenaline uh just running around the fucking city uh okay so he escapes i then he's in the alleyway he gets the jacket i, I like all this stuff where he gets like yeah, in the rain that's and cool. that's all yeah that's all, is all great very like very frank tiny yeah i love that he decides to sleep <laughs> like the drainage like the, it's like oh, yeah. oh everything drains this way here's the drain i'm gonna and I'll, I'll just put a cardboard box over me he's in like eight inches of water and what bothers him is that the wind blew the cardboard away not that he's laying in in water <laughs> well he can't feel anything right he's not oh cold. shit okay yeah that's right. Oh, yeah. He's just he curious by the drink. He just he likes the drink. <laughs> he likes yeah, <laughs> the sound, the whirlpool draining sound. <laughs> Soothing. Well, he wants to watch he needs to watch his life go down the drain, guys. That's what oh, it's happening. Yeah, right. There you go. I did not Metaphor. Be Metaphor. Anyways, symbolism or something. I don't know. So then he okay, so then he goes and he he gets his lab up and running again. We're like ten minutes into the movie, guys, by the way. So then so then he goes he goes to his lab, uh, he sets all that shit up and he starts like working on his shit, tries to fix the skin. And he I mean the way he gets a hold of all this equipment and all it's of a sudden burned. It's all, not all of a sudden has this lab that like is functioning and yeah, what? it was a little bit like uh what but whatever let it Dude, let he, it go. he he was shot out of that lab like a fucking circus cannon and somehow yeah. all the equipment survived I, i'm not yeah like I delicate can... electronic equipment and shit like computers yeah. and 3d printing things and like yeah and cables all the cables were fine <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like they should have just like cut to one scene of him at like circuit city just with a cart <laughs> Yeah, just like where are your where are your USB cables, sir? Right, where are your USB cables? In full, full wet, full wet rags and burned faces, just like cart through the Best Buy, the fries, just getting. Yeah, oh, I got to get a lot of little stuff to get this whole thing up and running. And he hands him a burnt credit card. <laughs> Uh, this is my American Express dark. Here you go. Wink. <laughs> that would have been yeah. a great bit of product placement. There's a missed opportunity right there. Missed opportunity. I couldn't. I couldn't stop thinking about as he's setting up his equipment and you know getting that whole thing started again. I couldn't help but think that 
you should probably focus on not getting an infection across your entire <laughs> face and body and stop worrying about this fucking latex shit you're trying to make. <laughs> Maybe start with like wounds everywhere. <laughs> Maybe start with like some cortisone. Just get that going. Yeah. Topical next, cortisone. The next shot is a Rite Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got a new score. <laughs> Here's my credit card. <laughs> then just cuts to him like in the lab. He's just all, ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just lubing up his entire body. Lubing up his whole no. body. He should, uh, what he should do is he should repurpose that fucking science vat of acid and just put some cortisone in there so he can just hot bubble in it like a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 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 it's hot, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. Ooh, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, that's, that's the stuff. stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. I would, I would like that movie. All right, so he, so he gets his lab set up. Yeah, and then the movie happens. I don't know, after that. No, um, yeah. He gets his lab set up, and then he goes and he kills Rick. Uh, he goes to the... I think he goes and he sees Julie dancing with Strack, and then he sees Rick uh, leave. Rick, who killed uh, his assistant, right. and then he attacks him in the alleyway and puts his head up through the street thing. Which that, yeah, which that yeah. was awesome. That was, scene was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that, whole, that, <laughs> that whole thing is like. It's like a Batman movie that like ninety seconds, like the whole thing in the alley and him. Yeah. Whole, I was like, this is like Raimi's Batman movie, basically, with the mm. exception of like Batman wouldn't shove a man's head up so it gets run over by a semi truck, but still. Why does it take five hundred and seventy one hours, right, to uh, <laughs> superimpose down. the left side of his face with the right side? <laughs> I I did the math. It's twenty three days. Yeah, almost twenty four. I think right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, fuck, his internet connection sucks or something. <laughs> 23 days just to complete that. And that's because something went wrong with the model, right? And then he didn't right. have, his face didn't exist anymore to, like, input that data, right? So it was true. Right. He didn't have, he didn't have, like, he didn't have a good photo. The photo he had was, like, damaged. Right. right. So but, I mean... Yeah, I mean, all the computer's really doing is, from what I can tell, is just copying one side yeah. and putting it on the other side. Like, uh -huh. right. it should have been like pretty simple cut and paste type operation to me. Yeah, but, you know, five point seven one minutes. Like <laughs> <laughs> 23, 24 days. Yeah, it's a long time. So okay, so he kills Rick, and then he. Um, what do I have here? Right. Uh, oh, and then he. The next bit is he becomes Polly. The bald guy, and uh, that he goes and like picks up, he steals the money and gets Polly thrown out the window, which is all pretty, mm -hmm. is all pretty, I think, like pretty cool stuff, too. One of the things that I did like about it is I kind of like how when he does Polly, he like still doesn't know how to do voices yet, so he is like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like, I, I yeah. kind of like that it's not like an easy fix. Although, to be fair, 60 minutes, 60 seconds later, he becomes the world's greatest voice impersonator in inside of that's what I wrote. So yeah. he can't do Polly's voice, but then he can do Durant after like listening to a Walkman for forty five seconds, which is weird. But I, 
and that Polly scene though, I liked the guy who played Polly. Like, I, I think he was doing some good stuff there. Like mm-hmm. the the way he just looked so. I mean, as if you were someone else with their face on, right? Like he was all yeah. out of sorts, trying to figure out how do I do this, and um, I, I think it, it was went well. Yeah, his whole that whole bit with him in front of the mirror in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like settling into the body and like uh-huh. trying to smile. Yeah, I thought all that. And he pinches his cheek. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It reminded me a little bit of like, uh, did you guys? <laughs> I don't know. I said, do you guys remember? But that Men in Black, the first one, like I think Vincent D'Onofrio is like, I don't know if you remember that he's like an alien, like squeezes into yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio's body, and and yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio is like all uncomfortable and trying to hold the alien inside. So, anyways, it reminded me a little bit of that. But how did he? I mean, Paulie's like five foot six, and Liam Neeson's like six. Oh my god! I did not think about that <laughs> at all. But that yeah, is the whole hilarious. body aspect because all he did was a mask, right? Yeah. So and it took like, 24 days. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. You're right. Like, he's skinnier and taller and everything. And, and he had, like, teeth made up that looked exactly like Polly's. So I did wonder about the teeth. Several, I did wonder about the teeth several times. I wondered about it, especially, too, when he, like, was back with Julie. And I was like, how did he, like, get good? Is he also doing the teeth thing? Is also part of what he's doing? And then... Yeah, there's a, you know, it's not, you can't pull too hard on this. I know. Right. You know, you know? Yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. I'll, but I'll so, <laughs> no, I mean, but you're right. The, the height thing is quite funny. I'm willing to forgive the teeth and the fact that he could put a, like a pillow in his body to make himself fatter, but he is like <laughs> yeah. six foot four. He's arguably like a foot and a half taller than that man. Uh, okay, so Polly goes out the window, uh, and then the woman screams at the bus stop. Oh, and then his face starts bubbling, and then I wrote down, why does he always wait until 99 minutes to, yeah, like, I get know. home? Yeah, because like, he was just sitting on the bus bench, right? Yeah, he, he's like, okay, he my work's do done. Anything. I'm going to yeah. just chill. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> you're under the clock here. Get going. <laughs> he's waiting for the bus. He didn't want to, like, walk home. Right. I know. He's just like, oh, I got to always waiting to be in broad daylight surrounded by people for his face to start bubbling off. And then he like <laughs> runs away. <laughs> okay. Then he has a little freak out in his lab and he dances around and crap smashes everything <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> he like puts on a, 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 tin a man funnel hat. on his a head. Like yeah, tin yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was crazy. That yeah. Was yeah, he does all that. Uh, and then he goes and and goes and meets up again with Julie. And I have a lot of questions about this, uh, this entire situation. <laughs> the carnival, right? Well, the car first, the, the carnival also, but just his approach. Oh, right. He's like right, yeah. really bad planning. It's kind of like the wedding proposal. Like it feels very put slam together. He should have thought out like, like don't approach her. First of all, in the cemetery is a fucking terrible start, I feel like. If you don't yeah. want to freak her out. <laughs> and then show up and be like, he's being very weird. Obviously, he's very emotional, but like he's being really strange and weird. And then he like hugs her and he's like, I just need time. I just need a little time. Right. I feel like anytime you hear anybody tell you they just need a little time to sort shit out, you're fucked. Those people are, you should cut those people loose. 
absolutely. <laughs> no, if, if someone's like, no, uh, listen, baby, no, I just need a little more time. You know, I just need time to just get my shit together. And then it's going to be all fine. That's when you're like, mm, I don't think so. I'm, I'll see you later. I, I didn't understand why he wouldn't just tell her the truth. Well, I think he's afraid that she'll find out what a monster he is and then she won't want to be with him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like she's like he's trying. He thinks he's hideous, right? Like he thinks he, he's a freak, so he yeah. doesn't want her to know that. But he's definitely like he's coming on real strong and real weird, for sure. And <laughs> then when they go to the carnival, oh boy, yeah. I mean, it did not I mean, go well. That even carnival. in the graveyard, she's she's the graveyard. She's kind of like. Not exactly thrilled to see him. This is what I'm talking about. Oh man. my god! Here we oh, go she thinks, again. Here she we go again, dead, bro. <laughs> she thinks he's dead. She's freaking out. But not. But even when she's when they're talking about it, she's like, uh, yeah, this, this this could be fun if we do this again. I mean, he's not. <laughs> I mean, he's not exactly. He's not exactly coming on as a stable, smooth, cool dude either. He's like, one second, he's like hugging her. So it'll all be the same. It's all going to be like it was. I just need a little more time. Ah, I got to go. I would be a little. That was a beautiful impression. Oh, yeah. I Well, a lot of people don't know this, but I was up for that role. I, he just edged me out for it. Uh, okay. Then we go to the carnival. And I'm sure Danny has some things to say about the carnival. Well, uh yes um first of all it's my favorite scene probably from any movie ever after watching it <laughs> i absolutely adore this scene uh because it's funny it's zany it's wild but it's fucking freaky man like all the zoom the the close-ups that they're doing off, off of all the characters even the 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 freak show guy you know what i mean it's yeah just, everything about it was just oh it's just it, it, was, it was scary and funny and the music's going nuts and ironically, so I got curious, right? So I started looking up like about that scene, and uh, I found something interesting. It's uh, an outtake, actually. You wanna, you wanna hear it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, here it goes. Take it. No. Take it. No, Take the fucking elephant. Cut, cut, cut. Uh, Liam, the line is, do you want the pink or blue elephant? I'm late for an appointment. I have to go. What did I say? <laughs> uh, he became visibly upset, broke the actor's fingers, threw him through the tent, and said, take the fucking elephant. Oh, yeah? Well, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. No, no, you did. You know what, though? Not a big deal. Let's just do it again, okay? I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. Well, I'm the director. If so... you're looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have ransom. any money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. <laughs> skills I've acquired over a very long career. Ah, uh, we might need the medic out here. I yelled down at her. Hey, you can't go there, you stupid bitch. Uh, can someone get the construction guy from City Slickers off of the set? New idea. I'm part of something called the A Team, the TV show. My name's Hannibal. This is my tagline. I love it when a plan comes together. You can't use that. Boom. Print that. I'll be in my trailer. I didn't hear anything. Oh. All I all I heard was Jonas laughing. 
Weird. Oh, well, it was hilarious. I'll tell you what. Shit. Okay. It's all right. Um, you'll hear it when I edit everything together. Okay. <laughs> what was it? It was just an outtake. It was like a director's cut thing. Oh, right on. It was yeah, a funny yeah, thing. No it was a funny thing. You'll be you'll enjoy it when you see it or hear it. Okay. Yeah. All right, moving on. So what did you guys think of the carnival? The finger break was intense. <laughs> and the elephant deal, like you said earlier, Danny, that was great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed that scene. I mean, the whole thing is like, I agree with you, Danny. It's like very scary. It's like a creepy, or it's not very scary, but it's definitely unsettling, the whole thing. Like, there's all these shots of like clowns going like, and there's like the freak show guy. And like, it's all, it all has this weird layer of like, and he's so like desperate to like have a good time that it's like, he's uncomfortable and weird. And it's a good scene. It's a really good scene. I love it. And I love when he threw him through the thing. That was amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Great stuff. Really, really good stuff. I imagine the carnival guy, like being a day away from, Joining uh, the New York Symphony. (laughs) 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 That's my violin finger. Just as a part-time job. Oh my god! Oh, he's just doing it to make ends meet. Poor fucking guy. Although to be fair, he shouldn't be such a fucking dick about his little carnival. I mean, he's got plenty of fucking elephants, and it's not exactly there's a long line at his booth. You know what I mean? Like. Take it easy, guy, with the yeah, rule. What he just he just wanted to be a dick, right? Like there was no oh, yeah. reason. Yeah. yeah, he was well, just he, like he, he, just, Liam Neeson didn't stand on the line, or he stand over the line, right? Stood over the line. Yeah. Well, he says that, but we don't oh, see don't any know. evidence of that. Well, that's what he says. Yeah. The guy's like, it only counts. It only counts. Yeah, it only counts if you step up. Yeah, I mean, to follow Danny's logic, I guess maybe Julie set this up. Huh, Danny? Do you have any notes about that? Oh, 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 shit! Julie! You didn't want to go to the carnival. That's why you're so angry the whole time. That's right. She's like, it's it's almost 99 minutes. I gotta get this out of him. (laughs) Right, I gotta like get the rage machine going as fast as I can. He always hated carnival. (laughs) <laughs> he's, our, he's terrible at throwing balls um, yeah, right. such a science nerd never a jock this is going to be perfect <laughs> okay so then that happens and then really we get so now Julie is with Stract in the, in the office and Stract indicates that or she finds the memo again because apparently he's been hanging on to it for no reason and then he shows her the city, which I feel like she would know that was being constructed back there. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, just walk by it outside. Right. He like reveals it like this. And she's like, oh, my God. It's an entire city being built literally behind the building you work in. Like, I feel like you would have noticed it. <laughs> Although at this point, honestly, I'm not even, I, I wrote too, like, I'm not even sure what her job is at this point in the movie. I still didn't know what her job was until like the end of the movie. The end when they say something about like one miss one lawyer or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's a lawyer? I think, yeah. Yeah. That's what oh, she I is. she's a reporter or something. That's what I kind of thought too. Yeah. At the end when he says lawyer, I was like, huh. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, I made a note. Like halfway through the movie, I was like, I don't even know what her job is. Is she like his assistant or does she work with him like at the firm? I didn't even know what the fucking building was she kept going into, to be honest. I was like, I don't know what this is. And what was Strap? What was his job? <laughs> yeah, he that's was just true. an evil developer. Yeah. He did, he's a developer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's making special deals. He's making special deals with the building commission. That's what the right. memorandum oh, is yeah. all about. But yeah, I mean, he should have thrown yeah, that. Piece why of paper are they out. hanging on to this memo? Like, I did, yeah, well, why they, would you print as something soon, that says that? As soon as they got it from the lab, why didn't they? Well, shit. Either just throw it into the burning lab and let it burn, or like. He always smokes cigars. He has a lighter. Just burn it. I know. On your way out. Light it on fire and it's done. What's done is done. They will never find that memo because it no longer exists. Right. Instead, they fucking shuffle this coffee ring stained memo (laughs) from fucking desk to desk. (laughs) I know. And he keeps it like in his open briefcase on his desk, which has no other things on it. Except for that. Yeah. And it's like, or it is like outbox. Sitting on the top. It's like, He's like, Mary, we're going to need seven more copies of these. <laughs> Mary, I should not like to go from one room into another room and not have the memorandum with me. So I need you to put one copy on every room in the building. <laughs> Uh, okay, and then we get to the big finale, where we have the action stuff at the at the warehouse and the helicopter, which is Man. all which is all I think like very fun stuff, great stuff. And I actually up until this, I kind of did have a note where I was like, "There's not really any action in this movie." Like, yeah, I remember there being more action, and then that final sequence right. happens, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay." Like this is. All of the action I remember in the movie was literally from this business with the helicopter and then like some of that jumping from the explosions on the rooftop. That was very heavily featured in the trailer, I feel like, him jumping out of the way of all those explosions on the roof. Yeah, that the helicopter chase shit was awesome and the dangling from it and all these effects. I mean, these were real explosions. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it was really cool, yeah. right? Like this wasn't CG. No, um, I mean it was like, like on, on the freeway. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, they're blowing <laughs> cars like, up, and as the stunt actor was going over the cars as they were blowing up, I mean, that yeah, was sick. It was. It was really cool. I did think about that as I was watching it. That I was like, if this was a movie now, that would have all been CGI, and they would have made yeah. it like the most over the top helicopter sequence. Ever. You know what I mean? Like he would have been yeah. like fucking swing like the the cars would have been slow motion flying all around him while he yeah jumped from one rooftop of yeah. one to another one that was flipping and then dove through an, and it's like so much of so much of what's fun about what we're doing here is when we go back especially on these action movies is like i i really it makes me realize how much i miss like proper practical stunts and action in most yeah. movies like mission impossible those new movies are still doing it which is part of the reason i like them so much and they're making a whole big fucking deal out of it but like most everything else is like what's the most cgi crazy fucking thing we can do as opposed to like what's the best sequence we can do with a guy dangling practically from a helicopter you know like yeah, right great stuff and i love his little uh 
I love his little across the top of uh across the top of like one of those semi trucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like little Looney uh-huh. Tunes, Looney Tunes style cartoon movie. Yep. I love that. So then uh, what? Cut so to then, Yeah, cut to yeah, Durant blows up and then Strack cut to Strack and Julie and Darkman all up in that high rise with that crazy mm-hmm. like high steel. That guy fucking jumping around on the things and firing uh-huh. a demolition man bolt gun at Dude, yeah, the rivet gun as this final <laughs> right. weapon was yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> that felt very imagine? demolition man to me. Yeah. Very, very it was very. goofy, but it was pretty radical. Uh also though, he was like eight inches from him, just firing them and missing. <laughs> it's like, what's happening? <laughs> oh my God, that's true. He's like standing like right in front of him. Just firing going, boom, the boom, boom, yeah. boom. And they're going ding, 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 like around him. And it's like, I don't even know if it's possible to miss. <laughs> Darkman's not even trying to duck out of the way. No. He's just backing up. <laughs> Do you think like everyone working on that skyscraper gets one of those things? Because that also seems super super dangerous that like the rivet gun and do you do you put it against the steel or do you think you fire it like he was just like from afar Uh, i'm pretty sure you put it against the steel (laughs) and i also don't know if there's necessarily like a magazine clip of rivets (laughs) just like you got like a bandolier just like I, mean, I imagine you load one and you pop it and then you load another, but I don't know, you know, industrial riveting. So wait, you're saying, I'm sorry, wait, you're saying you don't know industrial saying, riveting? Well, I, I mean, I'm not an expert. I, we do a podcast about riveting, but not industrial. <laughs> it's more like crafting and, and home repair riveting. Wait, Robert's are you talking? Wait, yeah, oh yeah, wait, yeah. Are you talking about Robert's riveting riveting cast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, call it, I call it triple R. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of. You're like the Guy Fieri. It's like your diner's driving from Valentine. I'm gonna take you to Rivet Town, the Steel Town. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another sick episode of Triple R. Today, yeah. I don't know. It's... Okay, that's it, I think. And then, uh, whatever, you know, Julie almost falls, but then he saves her. And uh, and then we get that cool outro where he's like, you know, I'm everywhere and nowhere, everyone and no one. Call me yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And cool. then it and then it cuts to, what's his bucket? Um, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, he gets yeah. <laughs> who I guess I read that he was the one who they wanted to play Darkman. But because oh. he wasn't, the studio, I guess, wasn't having that. Because he had oh, been, really? he, well, he had been like Sam Raimi's leading man up until then, right? He was like an evil dead and he was an army of darkness. And I think he was well, hoping. Army that, of darkness was after this, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, is I it? it? I, th- I think yeah. so, like a couple couple years after, I think. So did he go from yeah. evil dead 2 straight to this? Let's see what the inter- what is the in- okay www.armfilm.com. dot a r m 
Armyofdarkness.com. Careful. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like that could be. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, guys, I'm also a QAnon. I'm also a QAnon guy. Armyofdarkness.com. Yeah, right. It's like our. It, that's like that's our Google. That's like our Google. That's our search engine. You just. God. That's where you start Damn with it. that, and then you go oh, from there. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to fucking. Oh my god. Sam Raimi has so many credits. Jesus. What did he do? Evil Dead 2. Yeah, Army of Darkness, I guess, is. Yeah, you're right. Army of Darkness is after this. He went from Evil Dead 2 in 88. Pretty Yeah, and then did a short film and uh, some kind of video, a couple of shorts, and then did Darkman. Wow, I really thought he did Army of Darkness mm. before this. Anyways, oh, okay. interesting. All right, okay, so yeah. he tried to get Bruce Campbell in the studio, I guess, didn't want to. Oh, there we go. Um, let's, uh, so what do you guys think of, of uh, Darkman? So I, after finally realizing what this movie is, I think it's pretty damn fun and pretty cool. So I liked it and I would, I, I mean, I don't know if I'd watch it again, like, you know, anytime soon, but I, I also would probably watch it again at some point in the future. Fun, like kind of goofy, bad, good movie, you know? I'm the same way. I think I would like to like, when my kid gets a little bit older, I think this should be his first kind of movie into the, Almost horror movie. Oh world, yeah, you know what I mean? it's like a nice little dip yeah. the toe in. It's a little creepy, but yeah. kind of goofy. Not quite realistic. Like that, yeah. Not not super right, gory. Right. I mean, it's a little disturbing, but yeah, the, the fingers might be a little yeah. much. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, I'll be watching it again. I kind of wish that the deaths of Strack and Durant were flipped because I feel like Durant was a much more. Uh, worthwhile adversary than Strack was and it kind of felt almost anticlimactic I guess yeah to me but I that's a good point because he was kind of like, wasn't like anything this that... guy whatever he's just the developer guy he's not the badass he's not tough he's not scary and maybe that scene went on a little bit too long I don't really give a shit about his background as a as a fucking a child of a steel worker <laughs> <laughs> yeah like maybe <laughs> sure. so <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little weird, but it didn't kill it for me. So, what do you think, Jonas? Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with the with your with the Stract Durant thing. Like, I literally didn't remember Stract is a part of this movie at all. I just remembered the helicopter sequence yeah. being the end of the movie, and when it wasn't, I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" I had like forgotten about Stract actually in side of the helicopter sequence. So, yeah, but I think overall, I think this movie is a lot of fun. I will watch it again in a few years now that I'm reminded of how much fun it is in a way. I think I appreciate it more now than I did before because I sort of like can kind of, you can kind of see all the, all the business of putting something like this together, which is really cool. You know, like I feel like I can see the fun of the filmmaking and appreciate it more now that I'm older. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome. I actually kind of feel like I don't want to, I don't want anyone to do this really because I, I don't think it would probably work out very well, but like, I really was like, Darkman is such a cool superhero character. He's tortured. Yeah. He's got a cool set of skills. I was like, boy, I wish like Dark... I, I was kind of like, I wish someone would take another crack at some kind of... Like, how do we resurrect... Like, you know, like, like I don't like I don't want a $200 million Darkman remake, but I mm-hmm. kind of... But I would sort... I kind of love the character, and I'm a little bummed that he's not more of a of a character we can play with in in any of those like you know what i mean like it's almost like if he was part of a comic book series you would see him popping up 
in cartoons or cameos or movies. Like, I kind of wish we saw some more of him. So it was kind of fun to like rediscover him and kind of be like, oh man, like I kind of wish someone, I wish Raimi would kind of come back to Darkman at some point and have a little fun with it again. But you know, the only problem with that is that they're going to use the CGI that you don't. That's do. the thing. That's the thing. You're totally e- right. Even for his makeup, dude, even for his makeup, they're probably not going to do, you know, the late. Yeah, and everything would be yeah. totally CGI. Yeah. yeah, and they would like make him way, way stronger and way more crazy. Like, I don't want, but I think as a superhero character, it was just fun to be like, oh man, he's so interesting. Uh, yeah. I guess maybe I do want to watch Starman 2 now, maybe. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I think, guys, I'm glad we revisited it. A really good one for sure. Should we do the Wheel of Fun? Let's do yes. it. Good. Okay, so uh, so let's, we're going to do, uh, Danny, we'll do the Wheel of uh, the wheel of Fun to find out what next week's movie is. Um, can you just, why don't we just remind everybody what's on the list? Sure, we got Natural Born Killers, Teen Wolf, come on, Teen Wolf, yeah. uh, Waterworld. <laughs> Uh, surviving yes. the game, Monster Squad, Never Ending Story, Little Monsters, Time Cop, Speed, and yeah, He Man Masters. Of the oh, God, they're all good. every one of those. Oh my God! Okay, I'm definitely pulling for Monster Squad personally on this particular throw. But uh, okay, are you guys voting? Which ones are you guys voting? Yeah. Okay, you guys are for Teen Wolf for Teen Teen Wolf or Natural Born Killers. I'll do time. Uh, I I want. I I don't want to see any other ones except for Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Danny, <laughs> ready? Go baby. for it. Go right, for it, buddy. Go. Oh my god! Come on, baby. Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe yes. it. I don't believe it. I would it's like to see photographic it's proof of it. Still that. moving back and forth across the page. <laughs> and stop. <laughs> yes. Teen Wolf. All right. Teen Wolf it is. This is exciting. Uh, this is exciting, actually. I'm excited to see Teen Wolf. Okay. Great, guys. Teen well, awesome. next week, uh, next episode, we'll be doing Teen Wolf. Everybody watch at your home uh, so you can join us in whatever you feel about the movie. Thank you guys so much. This is another great episode. We'll see you guys next time. See ya, people. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. Jesus. <laughs>